You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. Have you ever been on vacation and looked over and seen a familiar face, but when you approach that person, you realize they aren't who you thought they were? Well, that is exactly what it feels like to travel through the multiverse as a member of the Exiles, a collection of mutants plucked from their own realities to save all of reality. The Exiles are a team that deserves more attention, and that is why they're the focus of this episode of My Big Fat Polis Most Wanted. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and geekettes, to another edition of My Big Fat Pull List. This time, it's our Most Wanted. I am your host, Mr. X. Across the table from me, Smurfy. And next to him, Pistol Danger. Side note, isn't Smurfy the host this one? We're all hosts. We are all the hosts. Oh no! When it's my episodes, they will be my. I will be. No, no, and and this is fine. That's fine. Mm -mm, uh, Smurfy doesn't like taking the spotlight. I I don't. That's fair. Yeah. Be in the shadows. (laughs) All right. All right. Not Batman. Right. We're going to be focusing on a personal favorite of mine, and definitely Smurfy's, The Exiles, written by Judd Winnick and drawn by Mike McCone. Exiles came out in August two thousand one. The first issue is 52 pages, which is pretty huge for a first issue. Gosh, 2001. Right? Seems like only yesterday. Were we ever so young? I, I can't remember being that young. There was a lot mm-hmm. going on in the comic world back then, too. Especially at Marvel. Marvel right. was trying mm-hmm. to put on the brand new facelift. The movies were finally getting Underway, some attention yeah. mm-hmm. for the company. It's also around the time that they started doing the Ultimate line. Right. Yep. So they were they were trying some big things, and Exiles was one of those. And if you'd like us to cover any of those big things, why don't you head on over to our Patreon? Oh, uh, what a segue. I'm pretty good at this. Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat pull list podcast and let us know what you'd like us to cover from 2001. So let me ask you guys this. Ask have away. You, have you read Exiles before? No. Mr. X, I assume you have because it's got well, X in the title. Well, come on. It's, it's right, got it X to. in the title and they're all mutants. But, and besides at least, that. At least the first handful of iterations yeah, were all mutants. So they don't always have to be mutants? No. That's how they started off. Okay. But uh, but eventually they they broke away and they, it, it kind of became a let's just grab interesting characters from different realities. Okay. They didn't have that's, to be mutants, and that's further down the line. Okay, that's pretty far down yeah. the line. Now, is it anybody they took from the six one six right at the gate? These yeah. are all just all different multiverse characters, characters? From, different, uh, from different multiverses. The only okay. character you're really familiar with when they introduce it is Blink from okay. Age of Apocalypse. And they even introduced her to that. It's like, hey, here's Blink from Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so then you're kind of like, okay, I'm kind of in. And then they introduce everyone else on the team. And they have familiar names, mm-hmm. but not familiar looks. Right. Okay. And the, the whole reason why I think they chose Blink was because 
she was the fan favorite character from Age of Apocalypse. Right. I remember and having it, her toy. Yeah, so did I. Mm -hmm. At that point in time, you know, we're still about six years out from Age of Apocalypse. Mm. We don't have anything new coming from that universe because remember, at the end of that story, spoiler alert, the world ends. Yeah. Now, of course, they retcon that later on. Right. But at the time, we, we thought that there was no going back to the Age of Apocalypse. So here we go. We bring in this fan favorite character. Mm hmm. And boom, she gets to be front and center on a team. What you find out, like, as they introduce Blink, is that there is somebody who's kind of not controlling them, but giving them their missions. Okay. And that person's name is the Time Broker. That communicates through a device that's on the leader, whoever it is at the time. Right. They have, like, what they call, like, a talus, which is pretty much like a really kind of smart, wristwatchy thing gauntlet that's on their arm. Okay. So if you're the leader, you have that. Time yeah. Broker communicate to you. They let you know what planet you're on, what's your mission. They just don't tell you how to solve it. Okay. Uh, the way that the book was pitched to the audience in <laughs> an issue of Wizard Magazine yeah. was think of Quantum Leap I was just sliders. Okay, yeah, I was, that's, yeah that's what I was that getting the feeling for. Way to do it. Well, Somewhere. Marvel wanted a, a new book that went along the whole lines of the what if. Yeah, this is without this. doing what if. Right. It was okay. to what, that's her whole concept. It was like, hey, let's do a what if, but bigger. It's like it's like okay, well, what if might be a little bit too old and stale. Right. How do we make it interesting? Well, instead of just a different story from a different universe every issue, to put a team of people together and actually make it an exciting comic book. Okay. The premise is all of these characters that are brought together. They're brought together just before a devastation in their reality that would lead to their death. Okay. So they're plucked right out of the jaws of death, mm -hmm. sent out into the multiverse, and basically told, if you fix enough stuff that's wrong in the multiverse, it'll eventually fix your reality, and you get to go home. And, okay. and live. And, and, well, yeah, right, you and, and you get to live. You right. don't die when you go back right. home. So it's got a little bit of a Suicide Squad vibe in there, too, where... Right. You do so much good, you get sent, time knocked off your sentence. A little I mean, bit. A little bit, but like Suicide Squad, they know they're going on a mission that's a suicide mission, where this is not, this, they're like, you should survive. Like, you okay. just have a mission, you need to fix it. So you, you need to put the band-aids on the world until everything's cured. And I mean, this, th there's a lot of this comic. I mean, the first mm -hmm. volume was 100 issues. We're going to focus primarily on probably what, the first? Seven issues. So first trade and a half? Uh, yeah, the first trade's four issues, one through four. Right. Second volume is five through eleven. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll, we'll focus on that to get your appetite wet mm -hmm. for more exiles. So we start off with our team. You have Blink that we already mentioned. Okay. Uh, you have a character named Mimic. Some people who see him, you're like, he looks familiar, but he looks a little, also a little different. He's got a blonde goatee, blonde hair. You know, pretty like subtly guy. You're like, okay. Then Nocturne, who they explain to you, is the child of Nightcrawler and Scarlet Witch. Uh, then you have Thunderbird. And he's, Who goes by T-Bird most of the time. Right, but he's also from like an Age of Apocalypse universe, but not the Age of Apocalypse Well, no, he was, he was from a, a universe where he was actually... Chosen by Apocalypse to be the Horseman War. Okay. From his universe. Yeah. And this is original Thunderbird. This is John Proudstar. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's the one who died on his second mission with the 616 universe's yeah. X-Men. And he's wearing the like OG blue and red. Yeah. Uh the only difference is, is he looks much he's bigger. He's like three times bigger yeah. because he's just he's like he's a huge. he's a tank because he's, he's a he's, god of war. He's going right. to well which yeah. you don't find out about right away. Hmm. You just know that he's huge like he's just a, like a he's their muscle. Not god, sorry, horseman. Yes. Right, can, it's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> then you have Morph, but he's not the Morph we know. Morph is all white. 
But okay. he's wearing the X-Men yellow and blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Most people's exposure to Morph was from the animated series right. back in the 90s. Right. That's where mine who, is. Who looked c- completely, totally normal and mm-hmm. then just was able to shapeshift. In the comic books, there was a character called Changeling who was brought in to impersonate Professor X during one of his many, I'm faking my death so that I can hide in secret and plan, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. and died pretending to be Professor Xavier. So when the Age of Apocalypse happened, well, Changeling, who was going by Morph now, also became a really fan-favorite character. Unfortunately, when when you pick up the book, I was like, oh, Blink and Morph are going to be on this team? Awesome. And it's not. It's a different morph. This morph grew up in a world where he became the prominent superhero. Okay. He was like leader of the X-Men. He was a member of the Avengers. I mean, he was it, the He it was Wolverine. Guy. Yeah, he was. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. And then then the, the complete the team, you have Magnus, who is the son of Magneto and Rogue. Mm-hmm. Of course, from a different reality and different right. earth. Mm-hmm. Cannot touch anybody. Yep. Or else they will turn to metal so has this like full-on body suit yeah okay he can also control like the magnetic fields and metal and stuff so yeah kind of actually had a x-man look because he had the long he had the hair hair Mm -hmm. with with the the white stripe stripe, with the white stripe yeah yeah and they're all brought together because well on your in your universes you're all about to die for one reason or another do you remember how they bring Mm -hmm. him in that's the, that's the gorgeous thing. These people, they literally just, like, fall onto sand. Right, right. It's, it's blue sky and sand. Right. And they get up, and they're like, what's going on? And then they look over, and they see somebody who, like, like Mim- or Blink sees Morph. And she's like, oh, my God, Morph, and runs over and hugs him. And he's like, hey, thanks for the hug. You're kind of hot, but who are you? Right. You know, and she's like, what? And that's when they start realizing, like, oh. Like, well, you're not he, my Morph. You're not my Morph. Mm. Uh, and that's when everyone's like, yeah, did some weird guy come and tell you that you have a mission to do? And they're like, yep. And that's how they all kind of get brought together. Okay. You know? So, which is why it makes sense the first issue is 52 pages because it's a lot of introductions. Oh, there's a, yeah, a lot of background. It's, it's, there's a lot, a lot of explaining. Right. And it's also kind of a one and done because it's their first mission. And of course, they get it wrong. Obviously. Their Horrible. mission their mission is to free the greatest leader there is. Okay. They've ended up on a world where Operation Zero Tolerance went off without a hitch. Uh-oh. All of the mutants were captured, but also all of the super-powered beings everywhere were captured. Okay. And put in, and put in prison. Put in prison. Mm. So, right. So, their job, they're like, go free the heroes. Free people. the greatest yeah. leader. Well, for all of them... It's Captain America. Well, no, the, the greatest leader or, or is Xavier. Charles Xavier. Right. Half of them are X-Men. Well, right. Yeah. So, well, guess what? This is a different universe. Yeah. Xavier's a bad guy. Yeah, when they meet him, he is the one who's like, kill everybody. Yeah, he frees a handful of his X-Men, and they just go on a slaughter. Yeah. So it's like, oh, wrong um, leader. Whoops. They actually talk to some people who live on this planet and find out Magneto mm. is the man of peace. Okay. So so they have to they have to release Magneto and the rest of the superheroes because it's a Operation Zero Tolerance jailbreak. Well there's a failsafe and and things are about to go kaboom. The failsafe literally is if a hero escapes the prison an atomic bomb goes off. Yeah. Oh. I, that, like a huge they take things bomb. very seriously yeah. in this reality. So of course Magnus is like guys it's a bomb. No problem. Got this. Problem. They figured Magneto would be the one to break everybody out. The bomb is made out of plastic. Of course. The whole bomb. 
So they're like, okay, now we're in a prison. Free the heroes. Bomb's going to go off. What do we do? Magnus steps up. He's like, guys, I got it. He creates a magnetic field around the prison with him inside it. And he just pretty much stands there and tells everybody goodbye. Yeah. Boom. So okay. we have our first casualty. Right. First issue, first, first casualty. casualty. Boom. Mm. So, again, you are now given that feeling of nobody's safe. Anybody can go at any time. Right. So would you say that of the first squad, there is a suicide? Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. You really want to get to that. You, you really want to have that bridge between exiles and suicide squad. No, I wouldn't say suicide. I'd say it's a sacrifice. This is a sacrifice this squad. Sacrifice squad? Fair enough. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And Azar, they could have got away, but he even says, unless I sit around and make sure this is consumed, it could potentially hurt you guys and destroy this earth. Right. No, I get it. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. Sacrifice. That's why you can't. They always destroy the autopilot and whatever you have to do with a plane. I have. I have to put oh, it no, in the, the ground. Autopilot. Right. The autopilot yeah. doesn't work. I've got to do this yep. myself. Yep. Right. Exactly. That old chestnut. That old chestnut. <laughs> yeah. There always has to be six though. So, because Magnus is now passed, mm-hmm. we get a replacement. Okay. And it's a female Sunfire. Okay. Right. So, side question: When they go to the new Earth. Like Quantum Leap, do they inhabit the body of someone no, else? They're no. just they're them. them. Yep, they're them. Okay. Okay. The only thing from like, Quantum like Leap sliders. is, is, the, is the, the writing what was wrong and okay. yep. blah, blah, blah. Maybe like, they'll make the leap home okay, Occasionally, like the, the Talus will talk to whoever's, like it's attached to. Right. And they hear the voice, not the okay. whole crew some, sometimes. But that's about it. Well, no, it's, it's, like it's the only person who gets to hear the mission yeah, okay. is the person who is wearing the tallest. Right. And right now it's, uh, it's, it's Blink. Blink is the first leader, yes. Right. Old Wounds New Battle, which I believe is a fantastic story arc because our heroes get teleported to the Shi'ar Empire, where their mission is the Phoenix is coming. Okay. Put down Jean Grey. Okay. So the exiles, they all know Jean Grey, but they're like, we have to do what's right. So they get a God busting gun and. Well, see, the thing is, is that from the majority of, of their realities, at least the ones that actually had. Jean Grey as an X-Man, because mm-hmm. let, let's not forget, Blink has heard of Jean Grey, but she was never around Jean Grey in yeah. the Age of Apocalypse. Okay. In the 616 continuity, it wasn't really Jean Grey who sacrificed herself on the blue area of the moon Correct. to end the Dark Phoenix. It was a copy. The mm-hmm. Phoenix had made a copy of Jean Grey and shoved the real Jean Grey in a healing cocoon at the bottom of the ocean. Because that's the magic of comic books. Yep. In this reality, this Jean Grey, this Phoenix, this person who will go evil, yeah, it's really her. <gasps> so there's no coming back. Oh, no. Because they were like, hey, it's okay. We, we just take out this clone, this, this fake, and she's at the bottom of the lake. And there's like, oh, no, no, this is the real Jean Grey. Hmm. Much like the cartoon, mm-hmm. they join you know they join the shard. And it's a it's a it's a it's a battle. Yeah, it's a Duke of yeah. out battle. And what's really oh, do cool, they have the big guy that with the little guy that rides them? You have almost everyone from the Shire Empire that you you kind of know. All of the Imperial Guard, Guard are there. there. Okay, Gladiator. Um, yes. Yeah, Gladiator's there. Except, all there. Again, you have yeah. the Exiles now on their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So naturally, Wolverine goes up against Mimic, and that is an awesome fight where you really get to kind of see some of like what Mimic's all got. So the idea of Mimic is he can take five powers at a time. The, this Mimic has five powers at a time, mm. and if he's within your proximity, he can kind of, like, cipher your power okay. off him, and then boom, that, and it can replace one of them, and he can control But that. he can only have five at a time. Only five. Maximum only five. five at a time. Okay. But he can cycle out yep. as need be. Right. Like, so, okay. for example, if he gets hurt, Wolverine's there, 
He can take Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine and apparently gets his claws. Mm-hmm. Now is that he only... gets the claws, but it's the bone claws, right, not metal. metal. Right, which metal is, is not a part of his exactly. mutation. Now, does he get any powers? Like, if he was next yes. to the Hulk, he could get Hulk powers, or is it only mutants? Funny you bring that up. We Good. will discuss that a little later. <laughs> but like, but he only gets like a fifth of it. Sure, that super scroll logic. Right, yes. so for example, like later on the issue, you find out that um, like he had flight and he had like some speed. He's like, I'm gonna get flight again. He lost his angel wings, so he hangs out with North Star, and he's like, I now have the ability to travel one fifth the speed of light. Not bad. Still pretty fast, right? Still so you're fast. like, okay, mm-hmm. like, so you're like, okay, cool. Uh, that fight is a knockdown dragout fight, which is absolutely just amazing. Okay. So, and then during the trial, Jean mm-hmm. becomes actually the Dark Phoenix. The exiles uh, help the X Men defeat her, and Wolverine's the one who puts her down. Oh, so right. And if you know anything from your X Men history, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, you know Wolverine's always loved Jean Grey, no matter what universe they're in. Jean, <laughs> that was all right. There was a uh, this one's for you, Mo. Right. Yeah, see, I, guess. Yeah. I lose it. I get <laughs> this one's for you, Morph. There you go. It's a little more growl. You need to eat more rocks, like mm-hmm. like right. Pistol over here. Right, you'll get it. What do you think, Pistol? Sounds neat. You want to so far? I'll probably borrow the trades from you, Mister X. Your feelings? Do you remember how you felt after you read these? I liked them. To, like would you say a lot? I, I continued to pick up the series, but nothing stood nothing stood out yet. Like nothing really. Like what was your moment of the first four issues? What is my moment? Your moment. Could you be more specific? Like a moment, good moment that grabbed or a bad you. Moment? The moment that grabbed you and said, "You're gonna read this, mother." Nothing. Really, it was good. Not it great. didn't grab me. It didn't wow me until later. Okay, we're getting to that point. Gotcha. What be this next part? This next story arc? Quite possibly. Up north and in the green. Oh, my. This is where we find uh, our exiles uh, head to Canada, where they were hanging out in the woods, trying to figure out what to do. Turns out they got to take out the hawk. So while they're sitting around talking about how we're going to do this, the hawk attacks. Like, right away, like, second page, you're like, oh, crap, he's here. Mimic gets taken out. By his own powers. His own powers try to cipher some of the Hulk's strength off him and give him radiation poisoning. Yeah. Oof. And yeah. so he's he's laying on the ground, still being up from the Shira fight. Like, mm-hmm. he's barely wearing pants, and he's just kind of puking around. Blink's like, let's get him out of here. She throws some of her bolts at him. Have no effect because of radiation on him. Okay. Thunderbird stands, steps up. He's like, hey, man, I'll take him on. You see him kind of grow a little bit bigger. He gets he gets punched once, and he's just out. One punch! Yeah, just about. One punch! Dear Lord, buddy, you got that? It's not DC. It's, oh. Let's come down there a little bit. I got excited for um, the one punch. He gets kind of taken out. Hulk escapes. They realize they got to regroup. Okay. They come across Alpha Flight, being led by Wolverine, of course. Oh, that's actually a really cool idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wolverine kind of debriefs them. Mm-hmm. Them and a whole bunch of heroes. They're like, the Hulk is a menace. We have to take him out. Okay. And that is also when you get introduced to that there's a second team of people like Exiles. Oh. Right. They are called Weapon X. Okay. And it is... Sabretooth from Age of Apocalypse, a Deadpool that is like part Deadpool, part because he's got the mechanical eye over his head. Over he's his head. essentially a kind of half cyborg, half Deadpool. Half Deadpool okay. kind of right. Robo pool. So Sabretooth realizes that Blink from his universe is here with the Exiles, even though he says, My team's going to be the team that takes out Hulk. I don't want anyone else to get involved. We're going to take him out. That's why we're here. That's our mission. We got this. Right. Mm-hmm. So now there's kind of like a, as a reader, you're like, hmm. It's interesting. As a reader, you're like, huh, why are there two teams? Mm-hmm. Of dimension hopping mutants. Right, exactly. You can almost tell the one team's there like to get their hands dirty. They're like the Wolverine. like, uh, And that is exactly what it is. I mean, they're, they're called squad. Weapon X. Right, right. They call themselves Weapon X for a reason. They're the ones that will do the dirty work. Okay. 
And you actually find out later on that the whole reason why the time broker got two teams is because, well, we have one that can deal with most things, but there's things that their morals, right? They probably won't do. So we'll we'll send in some like hard killers. We'll send an X Force or Weapon X. Weapon X. So I'm really digging this, but I'm also really like sad because like I feel like some of these places like I'd like to know more about the Wolverine led Alpha Flight. Is Vindicator yeah. there? How did he become? Well, did like was Weapon X for him completely successful? They, they do fill you in on some. Of you you get a little yeah, information okay. I mean, on the universe. They world build I'm a little bit over. A little. They, yeah, okay. they do world build a little bit. Uh, they explain the like, kind of like certain scenarios, what's kind of going on the, in this issue particularly. You figure out what's really going on with Thunderbird. He meets uh, Shaman. And they sit around and they talk for a while. The the funny thing about it is is that the shaman in this universe is John Proudstar. Right. Oh. So the man of peace, the man of the land, is now being able to see himself as a weapon mm-hmm. of destruction and vice versa. Right. It kind of messes T-Bird up a lot. Yep. Because when Apocalypse did what he did... It almost destroyed him mentally. Yeah. And he's still trying to get back to a semblance of normalcy. But after being transformed into the Horseman of War, it's almost impossible for him to, at least in his mind, live a normal life. Right. This conversation with Shaman, because it's him, just a different version, there's this nice kind of sense of it's okay. You know, it it wasn't your fault. It, It almost... Almost kind of like Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault this happened to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't have to be angry at yourself for what happened to you. And like, be angry at Apocalypse. He hmm. did this to you. Right. He, but you don't have to be angry at yourself. He goes, that's his outside appearance. He's like, you're still you on the inside. Yeah. And like, and T-Bird even goes, oh, yeah, and takes off his, like, shirt, and you see that he is, like, nanobit technology stuff. Yeah. And he's like, it's, he's it's like I'm not there. even a full, like, he's like, I'm not even a I'm not even man. human. Yeah. And he's like, what do you do with this? And he's like, again, that's his outward appearance, man. He's like, so it's on the inside that counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come across the Hulk again and have to okay. fight. And you also figure out that T-Bird, being you know the Horseman of War, can actually make his body grow and grow and grow. Like he has like the plates. The nanobites. Like, yeah, they, they like evolve. He starts yeah. getting spikes. He becomes actually looking like almost like a hideous It's creature. almost like he's a living mech suit Yeah, okay. that just kind of gets bigger for whatever battle situation. he's in. Mm-hmm. And so he's able to actually take on the Hulk and like pretty much help take him out. Yeah. Okay. Which was super awesome to read, which kind of blew my mind at the time. I was like, well, I didn't even take on the That's Hulk. That's when I, like, I got blown away with the book. I'm like, you've got, we've got this, but then we also have the revelation that Age of Apocalypse Sabretooth is also out there hopping through realities. Because Age of Apocalypse Sabretooth and Blink, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Blink was raised by Victor Creed. He is the father figure for her. She, He is the whole reason why she's the hero that she is. Right. And for him, it's like, oh, wow, well, that's that's my little Clarice. It's I can't do anything that I have to protect her. I'll let the whole world burn before mm. I let her get hurt. And he's always like, I will definitely get my hands dirty if it means that she doesn't have to. Exactly. So that just made that team way more dangerous because now yeah. you're like, oh, oh, damn. So I see why you're drawn in now, Mr. X, because not only does it have Age of Apocalypse, but it also has a little bit of Hulk for you. A little bit of Hulk. A little, yeah. a little spice of Hulk. A little spice of Hulk. So the seventh issue comes out, and it's titled A Chance to Dream. This issue has zero words spoken in it. This is all okay. art. This is all art. I don't know if you remember back in 2001, 2002, 
Marvel did the Nuff Said issues of all of their books. Vaguely. Every, there yes. was every single was book. Theme. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. It was in every single Marvel book hmm. was a Nuff Said, and they were all silent. It Well, mostly silent. Some of them cheated and had either dialogue at the very beginning or dialogue at the very end. But for the majority of them, all silent storytelling. And this one, this one worked great because it's all about their dreams. Yeah. So we visit Dreamland hmm. for all of these characters. They got a little downtime. They're all sleeping. And you kind of get to see what they're dreaming of at the time. Okay. And, and hookups happen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like Nocturne, yeah. Nocturne and T-Bird hookup. In dream hookups? Yep. Uh, no. Like, in real life, like, Mimic was having a dream about Blink and them having little kids. And they, you see them kind of, like, get hooked up uh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Nocturne and uh, T-Bird. Like, T-Bird, I guess, has a bad dream, and Nocturne's having a good dream, and I guess it gets a little excited, and T-Bird walks in, and you see him laying in bed together. Hey, and hey, like, okay. okay. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you're hopping through reality. You don't know. Yeah, right. You, you, your number could be up at any point in time. You could be either die or mm-hmm. be sent home. Right. So you might as well enjoy mm-hmm. what you can while you can. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you know, the character who thought he could never, he can't love himself, much less anybody else, finds love. With uh, with Nocturne, uh, you also get uh, Clarice, uh, Blink, yeah. and Mimic start a relationship. Yeah, okay. they become the power couple right. of of the Exiles. There's even one of the covers when they're fighting the Sheer Empire that they have the typical like uh, Cyclops, Jean Grey, but it's Mimic and Blink it's Mimic and Blink yeah. instead yeah, of Cyclops and, right. and right. Jean. Which you're like, okay, you're, then that's when you're first like, all right, yeah, they're definitely becoming a couple. Like, and and of course, since there's six, one would think, and and Morph does definitely think this. <laughs> well, Blink and and Mimic have hooked up. T Bird and Nocturne have hooked up. You're the only one left, Sunfire. Hey, Sunfire, how are you doing? Well, come to find out, Sunfire is a lesbian. She plays for the team. Now, in 2001. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing a lot of LGBTQ representation in comic books. Right. Especially mainstream Marvel comics. Even though it is a collection of mutants, and most of the time they end up interacting with other versions of X-Men or mutant characters, as we progress with the book, it's the greater Marvel universe that starts getting tapped. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we start uh, visiting a world where Tony Stark is president of the United States. You know, we see a world where they have to team up and help Doom liberate Latveria from Atlantis. I knew those Atlanteans were untrustworthy. Well, then there's the one where the scrolls took over. Yeah. The scrolls took over, like, in the early 20th century. Okay. So all of the super-powered people are either not superpowered at all or got their superpowers in a different funky way and they're all in this gladiator style battle that they fight for the scrolls amusement of course until galactus shows, shows up, up right and the scrolls abandon earth jerks yeah and and the exiles along with the other heroes have to defend earth from mm. galactus mm. right and that was cool cuz those are Definitely different versions of heroes that we see. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But that's stuff that, that can be expected where this book is concerned. Right. Nocturne and Tiber get extremely close. Nocturne becomes pregnant. But, unfortunately, during a mission, T-Bird is taken out. Hard, like, like hardcore taken out. Okay. Well, she, she doesn't tell anybody that she's pregnant. The only person who knew was, was T-Bird. 
she can't in her mind she can't raise this child on her own hopping from reality to reality and she aborts it that's some heavy shit right. to have in your your, your punch em, pip, bam, pow right. X-Men comic. Well, even when they're talking about all this stuff, T-Bird's laying in a hospital bed, and mm-hmm. he's all bandaged up and hooked up to machines. He's, a, he's, he's literally brain dead. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and Nocturne's laying over the bed, you know, crying as she would, and Blink and uh, Mimic are like, we have to go. And she's like, no. I'm not she's leaving. Like, There's always six of us. Still six of us here. I'm not leaving. And that's when Sasquatch walks in and goes, hey, uh, the time broker said you guys were looking for me. I'm the new member of the team. And that's when Nocturne... Just she like, just loses oh, she it. loses it. But and, then they all disappear. Yeah, then they all kind of like are gone. Yeah. And you as a reader are like right in the feels. Yes. It's like, what oh, a dick time God. hopper. Well, see, yeah. this is this is time and broker. this is this this is re- the reason why I absolutely love this book, and I'm glad that we're doing an episode of Most Wanted on it. This first volume, one hundred issues. That is a lot. One hundred issues, a ton of different characters coming in and out crossovers with different realities that we know they they do mm-hmm. return to the age of apocalypse yeah. marvel had decided hey it's the 10th anniversary of the age of apocalypse let's make it not be destroyed and then they did that mini series the return to the age of apocalypse that kind of fizzled well i mean actually yeah. it kind of sucked the suck. art was beautiful mm-hmm. the story kind of sucked but this book crossed over with it okay they did some traveling to the Heroes Reborn world. The little pocket universe. That, that pocket universe, okay. yes. Yes. Uh, they went to a version of Marvel 2099. Oh, neat. And Spider-Man, Miguel, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, yeah. became a member of the team for a good chunk of the yeah. book. I did know about that. That were, That's where my first introduction of Spider-Man 29 mm-hmm. kind of really came from and learned a lot about him. Yeah. They also have more appearances with the Weapon X team. And that Weapon X team... Gets crazy psychotic. Yeah. Like, there's one where, uh, I think it was Gambit was the leader, and one of the guy, team members was like, I want to be the leader, give me the talus, and rips off his arm. And it was like, I'll have the talus. And what happened to the yeah. talus? It just, like, <laughs> transferred from his left arm to his right arm. And yeah. So he's you meet so him now again, he's, he's, he's got one got arm, one and he's arm. like, yeah. It's a one-armed dude. Gambit. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> did he kill the guy who took his arm? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, which you're just like, you're like, what is going on with that team? And they're like, and that team, as you see, every time you see him, they have, like, this team, we might lose one or two characters here or there. They're going through entire teams of characters. Yeah. Like, which yeah. is, you're like, what have you guys been up to? And like, these are the battle hardened veterans that are just. And yeah. then you start learning some secrets behind yep. the scenes about the time broker and where he's from and, and why yep. he's doing what he's doing. And then there's a whole subplot. He's not on that. the up and up. Oh, but to, to tell you would be yeah. to spoil it. Hold on a second. A lot, yeah. Are you telling mm. me that a guy with the power <laughs> to rip you right before death and then bargain with your life to do chores that he needs done might not actually be doing it in your best interest? Balderdash, good gentlemen. <laughs> Balderdash. So with those 100 issues, they end with a this great crossover, too. With the new Excalibur book that was at, well, it was actually called New Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a great crossover called Die by the Sword, written by Chris Claremont, because Chris Claremont took over the end of the first volume of Exiles and then started New Exiles. Mm-hmm. And that, that only lasted for about 18 issues, I mm-hmm. want to say. Uh, yeah, it was 18 issues. And then Exiles went away for a little bit, but they got restarted. For a third vault, well, 
its second volume because it was still called Exiles. You don't count New Exiles as volume two. I don't know why. Okay. It's it's silly, but whatever. So technically, volume two of Exiles, but really the third book in the Exile story, came out in April of uh, 2009. And sadly, that one only lasted six issues. From yeah. 100 to... To 18 to, to 6. They just couldn't get the magic... Of that of first run, series, yeah. Yeah, they just could No matter what they did, tried cycling up teams, put in different characters, it just, it just wasn't there. And you know me, I will defend Chris Claremont to my dying breath for his earlier work. His later work with the mutants, not his best stuff. I'm not going to say that it was utter shit, but it's not his best stuff. Where Exiles, or I should say New Exiles... His brand of writing could have worked, but I don't think I don't think people took to it very well. And then when that ended and then a new book started up not too long after, I think it was like, okay, guys, we're done. Me, I, I ate it all up because it says Exiles. I didn't pick up this book until issue number 60. Oh, and, oh, and, and, oh and, and Here's the problem. I saw the cover had two Hyperions and Beak on it yeah right which i was like that's weird but i was like i want to know more about that like why would they have two hyperions on there so i read it's it a multiverse baby and then all of a sudden i went this is number 60 so i went all the way back i was like i read that issue stopped immediately i was like i'm not going to read anything else until i go back and read from issue one on wow so i went yeah. and bought all the volumes because that's how much that story was just intriguing to me i was like i want to know all about these guys i want to know more so about you've them. got all the volumes up to issue 60 i have i have from paperback i have the entire run of exiles including die by the sword okay so you have all 100 issues mm-hmm. in paperback form mm-hmm. all right nice yeah so i like have them all in individual issue yeah uh from 60 yeah, to yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. from 60 to 100 i have all those in individual issues but yeah then i have new exiles and then i've got exiles and then oh <sighs> Not too long ago, Marvel decided, hey, you know nostalgia? Everybody loves nostalgia bait. And in 2018, a quote-unquote third volume of Exiles started, which only lasted for 12 issues. I couldn't even get past the first. I stuck with it until issue four, simply because I wanted the Captain America Peggy Carter issue. Right. But it just didn't have that same feel as the old stuff. I thought they tried to go too goofy. Like we're gonna go too. Well, they were too. They were trying to be too serious while also in introducing the goofy stuff because they had a almost cartoon esque Wolverine called Little Wolvie. Yeah. Okay. And and now that I know that it only lasted for twelve issues, I still have the first four. Yeah. And I may, if I find them in a dollar bin, I might pick up the other. 10 that i'm missing because you know think about it spending ten dollars now on on those books instead of spending the 3.99 per month as it was coming out i'm definitely ahead where this is concerned but it like i said it just did not have the feel it it, it had everything to do with nick fury the real nick fury mm. who is chained to the, the moon chained so. to the moon with one eye and he's the new watcher and one eye, yeah. and and well, now it's a different one eye. <laughs> it's an all-seeing eye. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. think he's called the unseen or something like that. And it, it never really made it clear. It seemed like the blink that was leading the team was the blink from the 616 universe, hmm. not the Age of Apocalypse blink, Okay, which confused me. Even though I knew our the 616, our blink, I consider it our blink, 
had been returned. Yeah, well, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. That's Necrotia. From, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, big stuff there. Right. But it, it seemed like this was supposed to be the main 616 blink but they never really said that's the problem they don't clarify who these characters yeah. are like and know, th- and the other characters i just didn't care about them. that's the problem they, they don't build up the, yeah. on any of these volumes except for the og where you're like oh, now of course if you like, if uh, you read it and you loved it you know cool. more power to you right but personally speaking give me classic exiles because that is some good reading well i think that's the perfect call did you read exiles if so what versions and did you enjoy it if you only hopped on in 2018 did you like it so much you went back and read the old stuff hit us up on twitter facebook instagram smoke signals all of it we're i there. told you we were not doing smoke signals anymore well you've been outvoted one hand two hand i will not bring the fire extinguisher no, i mean i'm not the one doing the smoke signal so it's fine smurfy's doing the fire mm. nope i'll be i'll be in the next county <laughs> Well, that does it for another episode of our Most Wanted. We hope that your appetites have been wetted. Is that even a word, wetted? No, but keep going. And we we really hope that you go back, whether it is trade paperbacks or finding those individual issues, go back, reread or read for the first time the original run of Exiles. Find somebody who's got it. Borrow it from them. Until next time, I am Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. The moistened pistol danger. And we're going to blank out of existence. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers. Sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic pics, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. Can I can I finish? Thank you. When we do yours, you can you, end you can it have the as power well. Trip, it's cool. No, no, it's fine. I I don't mind the break. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. This is the problem. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. Nope. Nope. I am the captain now. Oh my god. <laughs> the penis is my hammer. <laughs> You've been kicking. Oh, I'm sorry. The hammer is my penis. The hammer is my, is my penis. penis. You've been kicking your taint. <clears throat> All right. Yes. You can't course. tourniquet a taint. <laughs> right. You cannot. Okay. And let us know. What you'd like us to cover from 1991. Well, it's 2001. From 2001. Nice (laughs) save. Your editor will be wonderfully happy with that. Uh, He will. He will, yes.